Welcome to the Life in Deep Ellen podcast, exploring the sacred in art, faith, and community. So we are going to talk a little bit about the remix today. Okay, thank you. Yes, it's the remix. Now, I want to know how you feel when you hear a song that has been released with the remix. So what are our thoughts? What are our feelings? You can shout it out. Are you skeptical? Yes. Yes. Skeptical. Excited. Okay. We got some excitement for the remix. Okay. Anything else? Feelings? Those are, those kind of encompass a lot. I too feel both skeptical and excited with the remix because let me tell you, as much as I love Dua Lipa, okay, when I heard her song with Elton John, Cold Heart, I had a little bit of a cold heart at first because I said, okay, they are singing the song from Rocket Man. Like they're singing some really, you know, legendary music. And now it's with Dua Lipa. And I'm trying to figure out how I feel about it. I am, I've been converted. So you can trust that I am excited now. But I think there is some skepticism. There is some hesitancy when we hear a song that we've always grown familiar with, but we're hearing it in a new way. And that can be uncomfortable. Today we're in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a prophet. But before he was a prophet, he thought that he was just a boy. He felt insignificant. And as most of God's big leaders who end up doing all the exciting work for the gospel, they don't always start out feeling that way. In fact, it's often those that feel the least equipped to serve our creator. Those are the ones that God gets really zoned in on. God gets excited about calling those who feel less than and feel like they can never make a difference. And that's a little bit how Jeremiah felt because there were these other amazing leaders, Isaiah and Moses, the rock stars, right? So God is talking with Jeremiah and there's lots of moments in scripture where we actually get a dialogue between God and and a human. And it's so beautiful, right? And this is one of those, those moments. And it's in the first chapter of Jeremiah, okay? And I'm going to read it for you, and I want you, I want you to hear it. Because sometimes scripture gives us these moments where God and humanity are really, really close to each other. And those are the moments we want to really, really, really listen in. This is the first chapter of Jeremiah, verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were, before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, ah, Lord God, truly, I do not know how to speak for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. 
Then the Lord put out his hand and and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. So God got close with Jeremiah. And even when he felt insufficient, even when he felt that his old familiar song could never be turned into something new, God knew that a remix was going to happen. This old story, this ancient story of God's faithfulness across generations that had been told faithfully by the big hitting leaders, Moses and Isaiah and all the other prophets, that old familiar story could be something new. Because God saw what could be, not just what had been, but what could be new. An old familiar song remixed into something new. Wow, the faith that God has in what could be. But it's really, really easy when, when God tells you that God has a calling for you, for you individually, for your community, for your family, for your life. It's really, really easy to say, I'm just a boy. I can't do what you're telling me to do, God. I'm just a lad. That was another translation that I found. I'm just a lad. I can't go do the hard things for you, God. I can't build new communities. I can't change relationships. I can't make a difference. I'm just a lad. But see, here's the thing. We actually know that Jeremiah was in his 60s, y'all. And the word for lad, the word for boy, refers to a young person, a boy, or into maybe a young adult, maybe a young man, but sure as heck not a lad. (laughs) But that's what doubt can do. When you doubt God's faithfulness, when, when you become uncertain or feel afraid of what could happen, you start calling out, I'm just a lad, and you're a grown man in your 60s, okay? And that's when you know that something other than the wisdom of Christ is at work in your life. When you are telling the great Alpha and Omega, the great creator, I'm just a lad. God's like, no, I know you. I knew you. I knew you before I created you. I know your birthday. I know you're not just a boy. I know what you're capable of. I know I can use you. I know I can live through you and love through you. And so what I need for you to do is stop coming at me with all this, I'm just a boy. I need you to listen and let me work through you. Surrender to my call. And that's when it gets good. When we're willing to say yes to the remix. When we're willing to say, I don't, I don't know, God, but I'll try. 
I don't know if I would be a good life group leader, but I'll try. I don't know if I am a good Christian, but I'll show up. It's a shift in mindset. It's a shift in soul set. When your soul becomes open to doing what God is doing in you. God cannot work through you and God cannot work through us, life in deep Ellum, if we don't start to get really open and really willing to believe that God can work through us. Really, really open. Because the thing is, we wouldn't be standing where we are today. We wouldn't have the Norwoods come and share while they're, while they're still here. We wouldn't have any of that if we, if we aren't building on a legacy of those who have gone before and said yes to God's big dream. And put their skepticism, they tucked it down in their pocket. They didn't have to get rid of it. We don't have to get rid of our resistance to God's call in our lives, but we can stick it in the pocket. We can say, you know what, skepticism, I see you. Thank you for your feedback. I'm going to trust the feedback of someone greater than you. Because God's feedback is the feedback that shapes our lives. And when we are willing to say yes, magical, amazing things start to happen. Because you see, people before us could have said, oh, I'm just a lad, you know? I mean, um, Rachel and Joel and their, and their amazing leadership, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a lad. I'm just Assemblies of God seminarians. I don't really know what I'm doing. But they showed up. They, they built something with God that was beyond their imagination. And others among us, you know, Carrie, Chris, I'm just, I'm just a non-polished person in Texas. Where do I go to church? I don't have kids yet. I'm struggling. We're struggling in our marriage. They showed up. Because God is interested in using those who find themselves uninteresting. That's who God is the most interested in using. So do you feel uninteresting? You're like, I don't really, I don't got that much going on in my life. Like I do my best at work. I try to raise my kids well, but I'm, I'm nothing interesting. I'm nothing of note. (laughs) It literally makes me LOL. (laughs) Like it makes me laugh because I know that that is exactly when God is coming for you with some big old dreams and some big love and some big faith and belief in you. And God, that means that the the more uncertain you are, the more certain God is of your path. The more you run, the more God leans in. The more you shut down and feel small, the more God leans down toward you. God leaned down to us in the life and person of Jesus Christ. 
God met us halfway because God wanted to get closer to us. And can you imagine if if Jesus had said, I'm, I'm just a boy. What could happen through me? What, what good could come out of Nazareth? I'm just a boy. Well, a whole lot of good came out of Nazareth because Christ was willing to say yes, despite all the odds, despite all the chatter, Christ was willing to remix the word of God to make it a living word, not just the Torah, not just the old covenant. Christ was ready to make a remix. And that, my friends, is how we're going to get somewhere in this church thing. And we need your commitment. We can come up here and sing songs and I can preach sermons, but until you start to become open to what God's doing and find a way for your hands and heart and mind to plug into that, it's, it's, it's not gonna work. I believe in you. I know that God is up to something here. And so as we move forward into thinking about life groups and volunteer opportunities, what would it be like to say yes? What does a yes feel like in your soul? Do you want to push it away? Do you want to like make it go park across the street and stay away from you? Well, good luck being a follower of Christ. Good luck with your journey if you aren't ready and willing to start saying yes. To start leaning in to what God is doing in our midst. I'm with you on that journey and I understand if your yes is more like a... I will never shame you for that answer. I'll never make you feel less than if you're, if you're right now more at a mumble than an exclamation. But I'll stay and I'll wait and I'll remind you of how powerful you, you can be and how powerful we can be as you take steps towards your yes with God. Once Jeremiah... Jeremiah could have run away, although it sounds really hard to run away from the hand of God. Like he was, the dude was really in close proximity and I myself wouldn't try to just run away like Jonah style, like, you know, um, but he could have tried to run away. He could have said, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm going to run, 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 hide, hide, hide. But he didn't, he stayed. And so then it's the scripture says that God put his hand on his mouth. It literally says that God put out his hand and touched my mouth. Can you imagine the, the, the hand of God on your mouth? That would be a good time to want to pull away when the hand of the Lord is on your mouth. 
And then the Lord said to Jeremiah, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you. I call you. I love you. I see who you can be. God is ready to put God's hand on our mouth, life in deep ellum. God is ready to speak words through us. We don't have to have the perfect words. We don't have to have the perfectly formed theology. We don't have to have all the expert knowledge. We have to have a ready and willing spirit. And a spirit that's ready to live and love and speak with God. And so if you feel that you are just a lad, if you feel that you are small, if you feel insignificant, maybe you're actually closer to the good news than farther away. Because this gospel story is about one many who feel small and then are used in mighty, 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 mighty ways. It is God's greatest joy to use those who doubt their own power to accomplish God's most powerful works. And the opposite is also true. Your worldly power, your worldly status doesn't make you powerful in the realm of God's love. We're looking for power with God, you see, not the same power that the world gives us. May we say yes. May we surrender as a faith community, as individuals. May we make tiny, tiny steps towards an open spirit, so that God can speak and love and live in us. And we may we actually listen when God says to us, wherever I send you, you shall go. And whatever I charge you, you shall speak. May we be bold. And if we're not bold yet, may we take a tiny step out of our own heads and towards God's great love and power.